awaken your visionary and step in to the vortex of unlimited life force potential. This is the Visionary Vortex Podcast and I'm your host, Lauren Renee. And now begins the journey. Welcome to another new moon forecast on the Visionary Vortex podcast with myself, Lauren, and our in-house astrologer, Octavia. And this is the Tauros edition. So I know that we have a lot to cover in today's episode. Uh, What you guys don't get to listen to is like just how much Octavia and I drop in (laughs) to the movements of everything that's happening before these episodes, Uh, Mm. the discussions we have and the detail that, yeah, we go into together to really prepare the transmission that we bring through on these episodes that's to empower you and educate you uh, around astrology and how you can find your own flow and and utilise this tool Uh, in your own life in a really practical and unique way that's not just you know we're not here to just give you a generalized reading this is like yeah how to how to take in these energies and then apply them to your own life and your own energetic expression so Octavia do you want to share a bit about yeah maybe what we're going to go through in today's episode so the listeners can get prepared for all of the magic yes yes um and yeah just to speak more to what you just described i think that this is a unique thing that you and i are bringing through around astrology and around just having a conversation as well i mean there is a lot that we have dropped into and with each one of these that we do i feel like we get even more in depth with what we're considering and um and creating together and and it it feels at the same time increasingly uh, more in-depth but also more relaxed Mm. and easeful as it's coming through so and really I think that's the message too that that we're trying to bring through for the listeners is to understand that your relationship with astrology can can be like this it can be anything you want it to be and you can bring it in and apply it in a way that um, yeah that makes sense and just feels that feels right so hopefully today uh we're we're gonna bring some of that magic in and the new moon in taurus happening on wednesday um for in australia mm. if you're in australia it happens on wednesday um early in the morning and that's a very special new moon it's going to be a really grounding um stepping stone it's the last one before the last new moon before eclipse season and also before mercury enters retrograde so yeah it's a time to just get settled in secure to batten down the hatches a bit and get clear with what we're what what seeds we're planting and where we're going and so we're going to speak about that more on this episode Mm, yes and the big you know that that big um astrological uh, red light that comes up that people prick their ears up on is Mercury retrograde and I know yeah before we kind of go into mm. the specifics of what's happening at the moment we're going to chat a bit about yeah unraveling 
unraveling yes. Mercury retrograde and, and what that's all about <laughs> and why it's not like the worst thing that happens three times a year. Yes. <laughs> at yes. All. Yeah. I fully intend on doing everything in my power to dispel all of these uh, panic inducing associations that we have with Mercury retrograde because it's, um, it's this strange phenomenon where often it, the way that it's spoken about removes us, removes the individual from any agency around that period of time. And it's just not necessary. It's really easy to actually be proactive and prepare and to understand the influence that's coming in and, and be able to work with it in a constructive way. So mm. I'm stoked to speak about that. I also have a natal mercury retrograde, so uh, I've come a long <laughs> way with my own sort of <laughs> understanding of it and reclaiming it. And it's mercury retrogrades, I feel like way more um, balanced and normal than the rest of the year so <laughs> i am a bit biased i'll confess about mercury retrograde but yeah the influence is helpful for everyone mm -hmm. for sure regardless of your mercury natal placement yeah yeah totally and yeah i, I like to kind of speak to this as well because it's like we're never the victim of anything that's happening no in our lives and yet people can use astrology to make it like we are the bit you know yes actually yeah, i don't know if we've really highlighted that on this no, podcast that's a great yet is like to name yeah. yeah people can kind of avoid astrology because it's like they use it to make us feel like we're not in control and we're the victims of stuff and right no yeah no. it's not necessarily the case absolutely that's a great um point to bring in and it's a big one around mercury retrograde especially mm. um that somehow that narrative gets pulled in yeah. um so yeah yeah just naming these things and sort of releasing them and and bringing in the the actual benefit the constructive um ways in which this influence can show up and and make our lives better actually mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah oh yes let's let's really yeah, unpack all of that and also, mm. yeah, we're going to give you some kind of practical ways that you can really look at how Mercury retrograde impacts you specifically too because it's not the same for everyone. It's Correct. not the same every time. Yes. Uh, it's, yeah, I've even, we've even just been taking a look at where it's playing out in my <laughs> chart before this and it's very interesting to then to then go, oh, okay, this is where it's going to be happening on and I'm, I'm intuitively feeling that this is how I'm going to use this. So, yeah. That's a big piece. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the reason that it makes sense as well for us to be getting into all this nitty gritty about these things is because Mercury is currently and will be retrograde in its home sign of Gemini. And so because of that, this Mercury retrograde is especially... Um, it's supported in a way because it is in the sign that it that it rules so like an example of um last year of, of this not being the case mercury re was retrograde in pisces early in the year right around the time all the covid stuff was happening there was a real it was just lots and lots of confusion even like a viral sort of element at play is kind of like a mercury pisces manifestation like just this sort of you know, Pisces is, of course, water, and Mercury's in its fall, I believe, or detriment. But anyway, it's not happy one way or the other in Pisces. So I remember last year, it was around March, it was like, 
I don't even like to think about it, to be honest, because Mercury was in Pisces, it felt like for an eternity, and it was like raining and raining and raining. Anyway, it was really interesting how that was showing up. But um, but now to contrast that, you know, and Mercury rules um, how we think and how we speak, uh, you know, in myth, in myth, in Greek myth, Mercury was the messenger of the gods, and so now our messenger our, our um, messages from the heavens come in through satellites and through th those are our gods now so of course mercury when mercury is influenced astrologically our devices and things of course get affected um, so you know there's a connection there but again coming back to the reason why we're getting into all this nitty-gritty is the nature of the mercury in gemini itself and and how that can show up so yeah i think it's a really exciting moment to really hone in on all of these details about mercury's influence and its home sign retrograding mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah and maybe we can start this conversation even just from the point of view of like maybe what we're joining in our lives at the moment we we did the we did the last podcast on the Scorpio full moon and correct it feels like yeah like we've been shifting through a lot since then like i i explained like you know we had a lot that was dug up from the from the undercurrents to be looked at and then integrated and yeah big now, integration yeah and mm -hmm. then with this this taurian energy i've been having this feeling leading up to this this new moon as well um yeah like a lot is coming up with people around their security big Correct. time in intimacy and in finances in particular i'm noticing and these are two two things i constantly talk about go hand in hand in my work mm. as well like sexuality and finances and sure when we feel secure in one it's like yeah you know any of that insecurity is being highlighted for a lot of people and i'm seeing people's relationship insecurities come up me included and then others it's like these real heavy financial insecurities as well are being highlighted and I'm like oh I but from my perspective seeing that come up in others um I feel like there's a big breakthrough coming in that it's like we're going to find this new sense of security and stability and and abundance in our the way we perceive wealth and the way we experience intimacy in many ways mm, is gonna is gonna yes. shift and this is kind of what I'm feeling in this present moment is happening everything's like all the ducks are starting to line up but it, before they do it feels really chaotic and yeah yeah that's a really profound reflection and I think even it even speaks to what we did address uh, the last for this Scorpio full moon and the opposing Taurian um, influence that brings in these ideas of tuning into what we value and our own worth and our own um, prioritization of that. And I think that too speaks to this natural continuation where we find ourselves now looking at finances and looking at relationship dynamics because of course going in and you know, finding these, these things that are ready to come up from the deeper places, translating that into what we value and how and what how we're showing up for that. And then that ripples out from there into finances and relationship dynamics, of course. And so 
that is definitely I mean it's just a beautiful even just hearing you say that and kind of wrapping my head around it right now it's a it's a beautiful way to sort of see in a really clear sense the way that the astrology just so beautifully unfolds over time like the system is just so the engineering of it uh is it's just flawless really in so many different ways i mean yeah i mean astrology is not perfect like things it's not an exact science of course but like in a contemplative reflective way it's it's unmatched in my opinion um but that's just me but yeah i think that um oh maybe i'll stop there actually mm, mm. <laughs> is there anything yeah you want to reflect on that's, that's kind of happening for you right now mm. that, that leads into these energies I'm making you get per- making you get I personal. Know, I'm we glad had you're this doing conversation this. earlier this week actually where we could highlight to the listeners is um, the way looking at our our charts for the mm-hmm. way that we communicate as well like um, yes you can see like for me most of my chart is like below my below the horizon so like between the one the first and the sixth house. And so I communicate more from the perspective of the I because that first half of the, <laughs> yeah. you know, is, That's the is more the personal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then Octavia, you know, you come a lot more from the we and the, that bigger picture perspective exactly. and that kind of just even played out in our communication Absolutely. There. I know. I'm glad you're calling this out right yeah. now. It's great. But if you made me do the opposite, I'd be like, wait, no, I know how to speak through my, my own lens of experience. But then if I'm zooming out, but you bring this perspective of like worldview. So no, but I like you putting, I like <laughs> you inquiring about this with me right now I think it's actually really powerful and I appreciate it and actually something else is coming through in addition to that uh, that I certainly wouldn't have addressed um, I'm pretty sure if you hadn't mentioned um, if you hadn't brought it in so we were as you mentioned a second ago like looking at where Mercury is going to be transiting in your chart and for me personally looking at where it is in mine and this is a big thing for me right now even with doing this podcast and um, bigger creative work for me so Mercury's transiting my fifth house um, which you know is it's like a really um, I'm forgetting the word at the moment but it's a it's a really positive house if you will like it's one it's like related to joy and creativity and children and projects and like just the fun like enjoyable parts of life basically um and yeah and just really getting clear on what i how i enjoy things and create things that i enjoy and um but the other interesting bit is that my chiron which is chiron's the wounded healer and so my chiron mercury's just transited my chiron in gemini (laughs) Um, and also the North Node for me um, is in Gemini so uh, yeah uh, sorry Taurus so yeah I've just had a lot of work like a lot of stuff coming in around how I create how I'm showing up for the things that I value that are meaningful to me that I want to move forward with in my life that are also a bit sticky so the Chiron and Gemini for me makes it really challenging for me to put myself out there and speak like I am right now. <laughs> mm. And uh, but it's 
it's another beautiful gift i think that like understanding and contemplating your own astrology and where your own soft spots if you will and knowing where and how to lean into them and like nurture and support those areas so that you're yeah you can really um develop around them and and use them in a way that that serves yeah the bigger stuff that you mm. want to bring through yeah yeah and that and you know just having that empowerment too in the in, in seeing the different way that you communicate yes like looking at your mercury placement and understanding it you know mm. how that comes through and verse like someone else in your life and the way that they communicate and yes and finding oh, way totally. yeah you know i think yeah there's this conversation that we can have of people just even yeah understanding that 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 energy of mercury as well and how they can yeah yeah uh, definitely and another so a good example of this that i think is worth bringing in here is mm. another conversation that lauren and i had a couple of days ago, um, I just asked, because Lauren has such a strong um, Mercury-ruled placement influence in her, so you've got... Mercury Virgo, third yeah, house. Merc yeah, so in the sign, in the sign that it rules. So, um, yeah, and I just expressed similarly, like, to what she was just describing, uh, a lot of my stuff is far out in the chart, like in Sag and Aquarius. And so because I had picked up on the fact that we do voice things from a different, in a different way, and I, I use our and we and they, but I also am conscious of bringing in the personal pronouns and the re personal realm as well. So getting her, I asked your input, <laughs> it was so funny, right? I'm like, what, where, what? pronoun am I using right now <laughs> I asked your input about because I know that that's uh, you know Virgo Mercury Virgos this like ability to really refine and sift e really easily through language and these specific kind of applications so yeah just tuning into those things and, and understanding that like you know it helps to understand the way the people around you communicate and the way you yourself communicate and think and how you can meet each other there um, in a yeah just in a, a more intentional way mm, and know that we all like what I love is we all have unique voices yes. we all have our own unique languages and yet it, when it comes to communication you know in whatever our native language is uh, or the languages we speak it's like oh it's got to be expressed this way or that way and there can be all yes. these rules and spelling and things like that mm -hmm. but actually you know the the way that we can understand the way we communicate we all have this yes yeah, such a unique voice and different you know mercury transits as well show us the different spaces mm -hmm. that we can communicate in different ways too and understand that there are many different ways that we communicate beyond language and yes. the language being perfected and it being yes. the right way and it being That's manipulated right. it's yeah like, yeah how do we find that authentic voice and work with finding that authenticity in mm. whatever we're feeling and whatever energies we're shifting through yeah and just to for a moment i want to go back to mercury and pisces and just mention that there's nothing wrong with mercury and pisces um at all mm. and i actually really appreciate the ways in which mercury and pisces comes through in general because it's a it's a 
speaks more to what you're describing. It's a way of conveying things, I think, that's a more timeless um, expression that more than language can actually get at, uh, that, that really translates in a much bigger way um, when it comes from Pisces. But the reason I wanted to bring that in earlier with that connotation is just because the Mercury retrograde there happening around all the other plan- big planetary stuff that was bringing in COVID and there was a lot of other stuff playing into that. So anyone with a Mercury Pisces just know, like, mm. you're beautiful exactly <laughs> as you are. Please don't change a thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, totally. And I feel like, you know, we're, we're definitely um, in some some Mercury Gemini energy right now in this podcast. I know. It's like, oh, we're going here, we're going here, we're going all here, over. but it all makes sense. So <laughs> 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 it all comes back to making sense. So yes. Yes. Where are we? Where are we? <laughs> so we've covered. Yes. Uh, this is the Virgo, Mercury yeah, Virgo. Com- bring, exactly. Bring <laughs> <laughs> we've covered, yeah, communication types. And yeah, I, I guess like where do you, where do you feel, hmm, like where does this fear around Mercury retrograde really come from? Like, I, I don't know. I'd love to kind of get into the debunking like why do we why do we create this chaos around it and how do we use this time like how can we shift that narrative you know right now and and get people thinking about how we use this time as a period for you know renewal and reflection and revising and yeah refining you know all the re's yeah Mm. i I love, excuse me, I love that you're bringing that in because that's a big part of it. And I think it's actually a gift that we get astrologically when planets go into the any planet really in a retrograde cycle is a moment to slow down, re- reflect, revise, reconsider, because we can't just be going forward all the time and actually stay sane. <laughs> There has to be these moments, these these seasons, if you will, of of integration, and really that's what Mercury retrograde mm. is about. It's it's dropping in and being able to integrate, and you know the larger stuff, the larger cycles that have just come through and and wrapped up in twenty twenty were massive, like two thousand year cycle, seven thousand year cycle. I mean. And, and it just keeps going further and further down from there. But, uh, and I mean, it's stating the obvious to say that we've all just gone through a giant upheaval as a civilization in everything being not how it was, <laughs> not how it's been. And that requires time to integrate and to sift through and I think that this is why also because we're moving away from the old paradigm which is hierarchical it is uh, you know patriarchy it's top-down it's having an authority who tells you what to do when to do it and how and because all of that is crumbling and the new paradigm is there's no more hierarchy you know Aquarius is everyone's on the same level it's like the internet we're all we can all access it and we can all 
be just as influential and you know uh, self-governing as as everyone else um, that really requires a huge amount of internal recalibration because we're all going to be sovereign beings now and we have to work through those implications so mercury retrograde is a massive gift i think especially at this moment um we have to even reconsider the way that we speak i mean i don't really don't want to like <laughs> belabor the point but <laughs> but really truly because we are our own authority now so we're accountable um in our thoughts in our actions and uh, in our dealings so this is a good time and and this new moon um, on wednesday that's that begins this uh period of deeper reflection on all those things this is a moment to stabilize and to ground you know the new moon is a time when generally the moon goes to bed with the sun <laughs> we don't see it and it recharges it, it kind of plugs itself into the sun and charges back up so that it can make its other rounds around the planets again in the next cycle and the other interesting thing though about this new moon being super generative is it's being supported by Saturn and Pluto and so the seeds that we plant in this new moon in Taurus before Mercury enters shadow, retrograde shadow at the end of the week, they are, I mean, like the most organically fertilized, supported, enriched soil imaginable right now, uh, especially with Mercury, um, Saturn trining Mercury and Mercury having just conjoined the North Node in Gemini there's just so much support and, and generative influence right now around this new moon and so I think for the listeners and you know Lauren and I have to also discuss this at length just really really dropping into your intentions and where you want to go and what's feeling alive for you at the moment and aiming setting your sights big and high aiming high like you know, there's a lot that can be brought through, I think, in the next, the rest of this year. Mm. Like, the sky's the limit, you know, but we've got to ground down first. And we've mm. got to get real with ourselves and honest and accountable. Mm. Yeah, I love hearing all of this and I feel it so deeply. Like, I think I even said those words in, like, the last week with everything that's coming together in my life. I'm like, I feel like my 2021 is just about to, like, get started now. Because, uh, yeah, I've been in my van all this year up until this point, And now I've had all these different things that are shifting together with me trying to find my winter home. And I just committed to, you know, where's going to be my place to land That's for right. winter today, yesterday. And I can feel it all coming together. And it's like, oh, now I know where the place is going to be, the base level stability. Yep. I can make a plan from that level. And I feel, yeah, this might be, what, you know, for the listeners to reflect on what's happening in your life, like where, what's coming in at the moment for you to find that base level stability for you to launch everything else from. Correct. Mm. Yeah, that's a great, um, yeah, great thing to bring in. And also looking at, uh, you know, where this new moon's happening in your own chart and understanding the implications there because 
it's likely that the new moon is happening in uh, one of the houses, the house that's next to where Mercury retrograde will be. So it's kind of like for me, for example, the new moon's happening in my fourth house of foundations and childhood and family and, and all that sort of stuff. And then Mercury's going to be transiting my fifth house, which is like creativity and all the things that come out of and children and joy. And so all the things that come out of that foundation. And so there's this interesting relationship too that can be um, drawn from these placements as well, mm. if you want to go deeper. Yeah, I think it'd be good to to share a bit about like what you just shared there you know it's going through my fourth house and then mercury retrograde is happening in the fifth like yeah if someone is looking at something like that in their own chart how can they tune into that more deeply in their lives like what would what, what is it that they could be looking for among those energies it's a passive focus i mean i've touched on this I'm one of the previous uh, podcasts that we've done. You know, I think it, it's something, it's a soft attention where you can kind of, uh, as I was just actually describing before we started recording, a lot of times what I, the way that I like to approach looking at these things is I'll go deeply into it and absorb the information. And everyone's different, right? But for me doing that going deeply into it and then coming back out and then like putting it away going on a long walk doing something totally different and letting myself forget about it really which really just translates to it just sitting in the background and then it'll slowly unfurl um Mm. as it needs to because astrology you know it's nice to engage with it tune into it really get into it as and and nerd out as much as you feel like I mean I go deeply and get really nitty-gritty but the real magic happens when you look away and you it it just surfaces in Mm. your life Mm. without it, it having to without having to put it there I think that's when the magic really comes through in a big way, Mm. giving it room to breathe. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And just having that, having that awareness of, of, okay, oh, okay. I can see how that's highlighted in this area of my life right now. And, um, I can understand that. And how can I, you know, what can I, what can I create from this and in this understanding and yeah. I think the houses as well, they're really complex, each house. And so that's another thing that I would just like to mention about it is that they, there's a lot to them. And so st- I think studying the house itself and contemplating all the ways that that can show up, sometimes that in itself, you know, if you're still kind of entering into this realm and because there's a lot right and it's easy to get overwhelmed and sometimes just contemplating the house itself is enough um and i've spent a lot of time like slow contemplation of the houses and i still there's a lot still that i that's coming in for me you know with these and so you know i think just taking it slow and feeling into it um and taking it in that way Mm. is well served Mm. But you would say, like, that's kind of the base level of how people can start to tune into how the 
the current transits are affecting them. Just take a look at your mm-hmm. take a look at your chart on whatever platform you use. Yes. Add in the current transits. Yeah. And just see what house that planet yes. that's transiting is in for you. And that's Correct. how you so for like with Mercury retrograde, for example, like you can see what area of life Mercury retrograde is going to affect you Correct. specifically based on the house. Yes. However, one caveat make sure especially with the mercury retrograde coming up that your birth time is 100% accurate 100% because a lot of people ask their moms and stuff and their mom <laughs> thinks that she knows and but it's not which is you know fair enough like she's doing enough <laughs> like she doesn't really need to worry about what time it all went down uh but <laughs> um yeah i think that's really important especially for a whole sign house system uh, which I think is the clearest, easiest to interpret one's chart, um, in my opinion. But the birth time has to be 100% correct. Otherwise, you're just guessing. And there's no point in guessing when you can know. Yeah. I'm just laughing so much at how many how many men that I've had as, like, clients or that I've <laughs> dated. And I'm like, just ask your mum. Ask your mum. <laughs> yeah. he's like, mum said it's around, like, 6 a.m. And I'm like, no, mum. <laughs> It's not good enough. No, yeah, yeah, and you can like feel it, yeah, when it's not right. It's like, mm-mm, no. Yeah. Yeah, if it's like an exact time like that, that always signals to me when I have a client like, give me a time. I'm like, no, what? No, I'm like, what's going on with your birth time? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I was, I was feeling something earlier when we were talking about, um, this current moment in time leading into the new moon as well is like, yeah, this, when people think about setting intentions and things like that, and you know, we're saying this is going to be setting the intentions now is really going to be what manifests in the next six months. And yeah, we can think like when we're, when we're setting intentions, like to really set intentions that, that manifest it's like it does require that getting grounded first it absolutely totally like we can because we could say anything that we want we want yeah you know but what do you need to feel safe mm-hmm. for you to truly know what you desire yes and, and this is me bringing it back home to anything to do with relationships no, but as this i is, do but yeah this is keep truth. going yeah please. yeah yeah it's like on a relational perspective it's like we we don't we're so afraid this is in general in the whole collective like Mm. one of the biggest fears people have is actually asking for what they want yes and how do we ask what we want safety security but it has to start at home right it has to start within us Mm. and and that expression even embodying that i think and this is the power of intention right like you know the intention starts everything has to get funneled through the mind we have to use the mind to experience life and to come to these levels of understanding and conceptualization and then intention and then eventually things set like sink into our being right and you know this is very much the whole you know the the transition from scorpio and full moon and taurus um axis into where we are now with um with, um, I just totally blanked, Gemini and everything mm. happening. So, like, you know, it's this inward process that it becomes external and externalized. And it's interesting you say this because 
just before, uh, at the, later in the month, at the moment before Mercury goes retrograde. So when Mercury goes retrograde, just briefly, just some basic stuff here about Mercury retrograde. It's It doesn't actually go backwards. It's just something, it just appears that way from here on planet Earth. And, you know, the same can be said about all the planetary anything. So it, the full moon is not actually full. It just appears that way from where we're looking and the earth's not really round it's actually flat and <laughs> oh my god don't you even oh my god. Go i love that, that so you brought good. that in though uh <laughs> but you know it's weird because it's like sometimes when you say this like oh it's only an elute like it's only what it looks like then it's like oh well then it's not really happening but it's like no our reality is is what it is because of what it looks like <laughs> It's so yeah, that argument doesn't really work, but um basically what I'm getting around to, right? Mercury's a fast moving planet typically. So when it passes other planets, like whenever a faster planet is moving past a slower planet, it's called it applies to that planet. So this the faster one is the one communicating something to the slower one. Mm. And Mercury's often the fast one because it that's just what it is. And so Interestingly enough, right as Mercury is will appear to slow down right before it goes retrograde, and this happens with any planet that's going to go retrograde, it stays at a certain place and it comes to a standstill and it's just sort of there and, and doesn't move. For a, and it's a really beautiful moment, I think, in any retrograde cycle. That moment is really profound energetically. Now, in this cycle, interestingly enough, Venus in, is going to basically apply to Mercury at this standstill. So Mercury's like, duh, kind of like just completely without its normal Mercury anything and Venus is going to apply and say what is it you really want? The gecko agrees. Totally. Oh my gosh. I used to li live in Bali and they say when a gecko makes a noise like that it, it's saying it's truth. It's so true. Yeah, they always are Yeah, timely when they chime in. I'm so glad that that one just did. But yeah. So it's a very profound little moment of the beginning of this cycle that's going to really plant that inquiry into the rest of the cycle of what what is it that you... And it's such a rare thing to the fact that Venus is actually applying to Mercury, which doesn't ever happen really, and, and in its home sign. So... There's a lot of potency there and it speaks to what you described and being able to speak to our desires and to tune into them through this Mercury retrograde cycle and finding a way to bring those out and communicating to the people around us that we want to co-create with and move forward with in our lives with what's meaningful and what matters to us and doing that in a completely new way. Mm. Um, super exciting. Mm. So we, we set some powerful, we get grounded, we set yes. some powerful intentions this week. We, what, 
we get a little bit of an insight of what we truly want before this Mercury retrograde and... Yeah, so that will happen. We... The Venus thing will happen later in the month. Ah, yeah. So that's... But I think that the, I'm expressing it now mm. for the listeners because it's a good thing to be aware of that's coming, you know? And none of this is... I don't want any of this to sound like pressure or like anything that has to be done. I mean, I know all this intention setting talk is quite... Um, yeah, it, it can be a bit much, but, but it works, you know, it's like when it we does truly, work. yeah, when we set intentions with the new moon and we truly tune into our heart Yes. and it's not just like saying what I want. Cause like, you know, from this place of ego, it's like true heart desire mm. and we're working with the energy that's supporting us. It's correct. I live my life to this. Like yeah. I look back on. I have a journal and this is, you know, for anyone, actually super important, like for listeners to start believing in the magic of astrology and attention setting and working with the new moons. Like yeah. I have a page in my journal for my new moon, what's happening then and the full moon. And I look back on those oh, and yeah. everything that I've intention set yes. from new moons manifests eventually yeah. in, in these timings, you know, it, it's, it's incredibly it, potent and yeah. incredibly powerful and, yeah, even just taking that space every month to tune into your true heart's desires and mm-hmm. reflect is is amazing. And it can be that simple, you know. And that was that was a bit of the process I began with with all of the astrology stuff. Is like, oh, the new moon's coming. Okay, what do I want? Right, mm. and then jotting something down, forgetting about it, and then finding it like months later and being like, oh my god, I wrote. I actually that happened. I wrote that down, and you know, so it doesn't have to be this big involved like ritual I mean it can be and that's fantastic of course but you know it doesn't it can however feels right just trust that like you know because that that is right (laughs) yeah actually I want to shatter that like right now because like we're done with people needing to be tuning into rituals in order to be connected to new moons and full moons and astrology you like sometimes I don't need to do any ritual and the ritual is just being in my life in what's happening in that moment on that new moon and that is what the, the ritual mm, is fuck yes yeah. if I may say it's, yeah it's, yeah it's, it's like this idea that we have to do a ritual separate from separates life. people from connecting with astrology because they're like oh I don't do any of that like yeah. stuff but this is for any of you and don't put the pressure on yourself like oh I didn't get to do my new moon ritual well what actually was happening that stopped you from having that drop in and can you see what, what the gift and, and what you were realizing in those moments and how that was a ritual? Yes. Mm. And even trusting that when you perhaps, you know, miss the new moon, realize it and and just say like, oh, wow, like maybe maybe this moment is the moment that I'm meant to tune in, you know, because that's also possible. Like whatever is showing up, like, just tune into that and trust that and and you know that's it's that simple isn't it mm, mm-hmm. you know, if you can connect with your life you can connect with astrology mm-hmm. and that's all that it really requires actually yeah and it's yeah it's trusting when this comes in to guide you and support you 
because sometimes I will like go for you know over a week or whatever without looking at anything that's happening and yeah, then I'll tune in again I'll be like oh I missed that and oh okay yeah like I needed mm-hmm. to be in that now I understand why that was happening and you don't need to obsess over all this stuff all that's the time right. like if you just want to tune into our new moon forecast once a month then that's all you perfect yeah <laughs> that's great <laughs> absolutely yeah I really appreciate those um bringing those points in yes because it doesn't again it's not a prescription it's uh it's is about being sovereign within your own life and your own you know creating your own systems and support and structures that that work for you and like in a way it's a bit daunting you know i'll i'll admit that because i'm all for a new paradigm everything but it's a lot you know we're having to really figure out a lot right now i think um in so many ways in so many places in our lives and it can feel overwhelming so the astrology doesn't need to be you know there's some things that don't need to be overwhelming mm. and don't have to be and just to keep that in mind yeah it's kind of like it, you can look at it the same way as like people who obsess over checking the weather every day versus people. i kind of do that but you know it's like but like first it. people that just go outside and have a look yeah yeah astrology yeah. is the it's same true. yeah it is I, I, it's true you can it obsess over everything every day or you can right meditate every morning or whatever it is or just tune in mm. in your own way and feel what's going on yeah or observe oh everyone in my life is having some relationship drama at the moment or everyone in my life around me seems to be having some kind of financial stress you know, there's other ways of tuning in and seeing what the astrological weather is without even going into final detail, too. Mm-hmm. And this is a really beautiful thing that Mercury retrograde helps bring in, right? This capacity to reflect and to to see things in a different way um, and observe them from a point of view that that isn't always accessible as easily. and And also just to go a bit more into mercury retrograde influence you know a lot of times people i hear people say you know oh don't talk to your ex your ex may i don't know i really don't like any of these sort of rules around it because i actually think for me with like a for instance with a mercury natal mercury retrograde i really liked to and get a lot of benefit out of reflecting back uh Laura, and you know this, but I love a historical astrology going really back into the past with it. And even looking at sometimes with astrology, even in the day to day, week to week, I like to just completely not look at anything and, and ignore pretend that I don't know what's going on and not keep up with it. And then look and reflect back on the past week and see. And I find a lot of benefit in that. So. You know, and I think that comes from my Mercury retro in my um, chart, you know, my natal chart. So if anything from the past is coming up, it's meant to. Like, Mm. it's meant to. There's something there to address, to look at again and reconsider. Mm. And and it's, it's there for a reason, you know. Yeah, and one thing that came through in that too, like all these rules around Mercury retrograde, yeah, don't contact your ex, don't sign any contracts, don't start anything new, blah, 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 like... Yeah, be aware of that and don't let that sabotage your truth because sometimes a new relationship might need to start during a retrograde, yeah. a new contract might need to be signed because yeah. 
for whatever reason, that's the energetics of what it wants to work with. Like I remember I got, I took a new job. Um, the last actually, you know, full-time employment job I ever had <laughs> was during, I, I signed that contract during a Mercury retrograde. And I remember thinking, interesting, <laughs> this feels so right, but it's a Mercury retrograde. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, let's see what plays yeah. out with this. Yeah. You know, I did end up leaving that job and there was quite a lot of chaos around it three months later, but it needed to happen in that way. Exactly. You yeah. know, that needed to be my final lesson of or my final experience of that to realize that I didn't want it anymore. So, yes. you know, just, just trust in the unfolding of your life. And if something yeah. that's a no go during Mercury retrograde comes up, yet it feels like a yes in whatever your authority is within you. Yes. Uh, then trust that still. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. And just to speak a bit more to that, I think that you know, the things that are said often about Mercury retrograde, miscommunications are easier to happen. And like those do happen. And I think overlooking details, you know, times and dates, that sort of stuff can definitely get confused a lot more easily. So one way to be proactive about that is just to double, triple check dates, times, meetings, make sure that you've actually confirmed you know, like, it's like texting someone and forgetting to send it sort of stuff, like, just double check your communication as you're going, and like, any, you know, Mercury, Mercury also rules anything that connects us with anything else, so anything externally, right, so, and there's a lot of things that we use now to connect us with everything else, that relies on technology, that relies on things that are impacted by these sorts of transits so just being on top of communication like if you're in a relationship just having carving out more time just to check in with each other and and have a bit Mm. more conversation just integrated into the day-to-day week-to-week than usual and I think that can actually help prevent a lot of unnecessary like miscommunication based conflict that could come in yeah I just I think I just had the light bulb moment of why me as a Mercury Mercury Virgo and stellium plus everything in yeah. the seventh house loves Mercury retrograde uh-huh. so much because putting the the microscope on communication is always something I feel we need we can yes. always refine we can always learn more and like you just expressed there it's not about like oh communication is all fucked it's like actually how can we use these challenges around communication to deepen the way we communicate, create better structures, better relationships, all of that stuff? Yes. Yeah, like Love let's it. learn through the challenges of how we can become more connected in this way, <coughs> how we can speak up yep. rather than hide away. Right, and this is, um, I really love that uh, because I, I really align with that and approach so many things especially in well in life and in astrology that way but the an influence too that's coming through with this mercury retrograde is as i was saying this saturn the support from saturn that's coming in trining mercury um on the new moon this week so you know these sorts of big planet like the outer when the outer planets come in and make an appearance like this at a moment this pivotal it's it's a big imprint into the energy that follows and so you know 
the fact that Saturn is supporting this transit um, and the fact that Mercury is in its home sign and the fact that Pluto is also supporting um, trining the new moon as well in Capricorn. I mean, this is like huge, heavy-duty, earthly, outer planet support that we're getting. Um, and I just think, and Saturn, of course, is in Aquarius, which isn't Earth, but it's it's all bringing this in in a really grounded, substantiated way. And I will add, since I'm here <laughs> talking about this, that on a, a specific date that I think is a good one to keep in mind, if you do have any agreements, commitments, anything that needs galvanizing and and to confirm and land on the new moon so on Wednesday uh, here in, in Australian Eastern Standard Time uh, the 12th that's the day that Mercury is going to trine Saturn with the North Node so that's just heaps of sort of cosmic support there locking that in and that in itself is the equivalent of setting an intention for the new moon when you write an agreement you know and this is how uh, I really love delving into the natal charts of different countries and you know this is the way it works and when you look at uh, the chart of a country and the culture there it's, a, it's like a group of people get together they set an intention they create a document a constitution whatever it is and they put it in writing and they all sign it and that imprint at that moment, whatever was happening in the sky, those influences ripple out into that country's culture after that. So it's a powerful thing. And it all comes back to setting intention, putting it in writing, committing, and setting that into motion. You know, there's, there's no separation between us and the planets and the earth and us and each other and the earth and the stars. Like, we forget it's all one big system that actually breathes together <laughs> and so yeah it's um yeah I just I, I absolutely love it so and if something comes up during mercury retrograde where you have to sign something just as you said it's it's okay like don't panic like it's yeah. meant to happen that way and it may dissolve it may you may have to re-sign I remember last year my U.S. passport was set to expire and I had to send it to the embassy here in Australia and it was it was coming up on Mercury Retrograde and I was seeing this and I was like, oh, I really did. I hope. <laughs> here we go. Like, yeah, I have to yeah. do it. I'm sending yeah. it off. Let's see what happens. And anyway, they, I sent it off. They ended up mailing it back to me. I never got it. Like, I never got the anything, the post office. And then I got a, a message from the embassy ended up sending it back and forth it took a couple of months but i finally got my passport and it was fine it just took longer so and and the time would have been perfect as well it's so funny it's like yeah, yeah. you know something's gonna happen with it yeah but trust that there's a purpose to right that. and i was here it was 2020 i wasn't going anywhere yeah. like i didn't need my passport yeah <laughs> no one was so... traveling it was in lockdown i was like it's fine they'll get it to me when they get it to me mm, it's so interesting even last year i i was going through getting legals done during a Mer like the probably the last mercury retrograde of last year 
And I was like, why am I doing legals during work crew retrograde? Like, <laughs> what do you mean legals? Like, I was writing legals for something in my business. Like, oh, rewriting gotcha. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And it turned out <laughs> I started doing them. And then after that retrograde, my whole, everything just shifted. And it was almost like mm. got, starting to do rewrite those legals was just the process of me refining what I actually wanted for my business. That's beautiful. You know? So it's really yes. interesting. So just be aware be aware that, yeah, it's, there is going to be some deeper lesson if you are working with those specific areas during retrograde. Or just, you know, a divine timing, mm-hmm. all of it. Everything, mm-hmm. Everything's always got its perfection, so it's just having that awareness. Yeah, and if I, I want to speak to something else that that reminded me of with something you've shared with me around you writing your book. I don't know if you if you're good with me mentioning yeah, of course. more about that. Um, but what you said you've said in the past about how writing that book actually like now you know what the book that you need to write after that. It's a similar kind of um example I think of like sometimes it just takes the review process just requires going through the process and like writing the thing just to figure out the thing that you really want to write after that and so and I wrote the first draft of my book during a Mars Mars retrograde (laughs) that was tough and so no wonder you know it gets refined yeah 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 exactly so that's a really those are great examples of like the retrograde energy and how Mm. it can show up um Mm. beautiful Mm. Anything else we need to review before we before we close off this this episode before we end the last the last episode before we record one during retrograde let's see how that goes <laughs> yeah yeah we'll have to see hey what happens um, there is one more thing I want to mention before we end a uh, very interesting thing coming through this week on Friday so that'll be the 15th here in Australia so Jupiter is going to enter Pisces its home sign briefly and I think this is going to be really interesting it's happening on the same day that Mercury's entering its its pre-shadow retrograde um, cycle and in general also with Mercury retrograde I think everyone's intuitions heightened I think it's a much better mode of operating to trust your intuition and not what makes sense. Um, You know, if you're in any situation, you know, really almost doing the thing that makes the least sense would probably be better during a Mercury retrograde because it is a very non-linear kind of energy. It's, It's, yeah, and it lends itself to one's intuition being a better guide through it so because Jupiter is entering <clears throat> excuse me it's home sign on of Pisces on the same day that Mercury's entering shadow I think that that's gonna be really revealing um, Mer- Jupiter's not gonna be in Pisces for very long either it's just sort of dipping a toe in and it's gonna actually leave Pisces later in July so it interestingly is coinciding with this Mercury retrograde just this brief little dip into Pisces so and then it will eventually in 2022 it will fully 
um, travel through the sign of Pisces for most of next year. So we're going to get a glimpse. This is a very forward, forward-oriented Mercury retrograde, if there even could be such a thing. This one, because of the North Node placement going into it, which is all about the future, right, and what we're moving toward, versus the South Node is like our beliefs, our past history, and how that forms our deep deeply rooted beliefs and the north node kind of brings us forward into what needs to shift in order for those beliefs to change so and the nodes correspond to these eclipses that we're going to be experiencing over the next um, month or so and month and plus so i think just being aware that we're going to be getting a lot of stuff coming in <clears throat> a lot of things that may not make sense right now and that's okay but we're going to get a bit of a glimpse into the future, into where next year Jupiter, um, once we really land in Pisces uh, next year, a, a glimpse of where we'll be and like where things will be a little bit more settled. So I think just keeping your eyes open, trusting yourself, trusting your gut, and yeah. Mm, and tune in. And tune in. That's mm. it. That's all I have. <laughs> amazing epic episode i am excited to hear everyone's like uh, yeah i would love to hear people's mercury retrograde stories of like when you've done the thing that you're not supposed to do but yes. then you've seen that bigger purpose at the end yeah yeah and any reflections of you know what what's been coming up in in what we've mentioned what what's landed and yeah, we really, we are getting so much out of doing these these podcasts for ourselves and, and hopefully, you know, for all of you as well and bringing these new perspectives in. So thank you for listening to this point. Yes, and thank you for listening to this point because if you're listening now, like you, yeah. You've taken in a lot. So. Yeah, it's a big <laughs> download. We, we appreciate it and yeah. And next new moon, what are we, what are we getting planned for? Well, it'll be the next one. We're entering into eclipse season, so I feel like it's best to leave it there. I don't want to say anything else because mm -hmm. eclipse stuff can also be quite triggering. Um, but, you know, remember that as, as we continue forward, we have so much support, especially from the outer planets and from Mercury being in the sign of its rulership. Everything that's happening right now is really well supported and taking us in the direction we need to go in so that's the main thing mm -hmm. and yeah we can get more into the the next new moon at that time i love I it a cliffhanger yeah. we'll leave you with the cliffhanger we'll leave you with it yeah i don't want to yeah don't need to pack anymore and <laughs> stay tuned for next time See you and next enjoy time. your retrograde yes yes enjoy